selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, uh, Larry? You know we got all kinds of things going on, but here here's what I really want to know. We just blasted through January, Daryl, and I'm like going, where did it go? Where it's did on. January go? As we're here into February already. It's amazing. Hey, it is a fantastic year. It's off to an incredible start. We just wrapped up at, in January the 2022 Authentic Selling Challenge. And if you didn't get a chance to be a part of that, uh, you want to go back and grab the videos. We recorded all of it. And uh, you can grab that at AuthenticSellingChallenge.com. Get the recordings, share those with your friends and peers, and even your clients. I mean, the content was amazing as we heard from incredible people like Heather Monahan, Carson Hetty. Um, it, it was an, it was just a power packed week, and I'm so excited about the trajectory of 2022. These are challenging times, but I'll tell you what: the group, uh, the community around selling from the heart, and that includes you, if you're listening to this podcast, um, of salespeople that are dedicated to being genuine, authentic, adding real value. Larry, I believe this is going to be a fantastic year, and I'm glad we're all in this together. You don't believe it's going to be. It will be a fantastic year. Darryl. How's that? <laughs> I, I, I caught you on it. that one. Uh, I'm not soft selling that, Larry. No, I believe come on, it. Dude. I believe it. Hey, uh, welcome. If you're new to the podcast, we're glad you're here. And if you're back, thanks for, for coming back. Thank you to everybody who is sharing the podcast, leaving reviews, helping spread the word. This is a true movement of authenticity in the sales profession. And the result of authenticity is, is something that we all desperately want in sales. And that is trust. Trust is the foundation of sales. And so we're excited that the next cohort of the Trust Building Intensive is kicking off right now this week as you're listening to this. If you want to get on board, get the scoop on the next intensive, go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash trust intensive and uh, look for it in the show notes as well. And join a community, a group of sales professionals that's digging in and saying, I want to develop more trust with my prospects and clients in every stage in the sales process. Hey, we're big believers here at Selling from the Heart that the more that you invest in yourself and the more you pour yourself into your clients, the more you're going to be able to collect. And what better way is to just just dive in, dive into the trust intensive, because there's two things that that's mission critical today in sales if you really want to grow sales is you got to overcome the trust issues and the lack mm -hmm. of credibility that's out there in the sales world today. Yeah, so that's sellingfromtheheart.net slash trust-intensive. Check it out in the show notes or, or just look for us on at sellingfromtheheart.net. You'll find it. It's there. We'd love for you to join us on this journey of developing trust. And these are challenging times, Larry. And, and 
you know, as we're thinking about this conversation today, I, I when I think of selling in challenging times, selling in these tough times there's, that we're in right now, I can't think of anyone better to talk to <laughs> than our friend Paul. Why don't you introduce Paul Riley and let's dive in? Uh, oh, hey, welcome, by the way, Paul Riley. But just a special shout out, you know. It wasn't too long ago, and and before the show started, he called it the Knights of the Roundtable. I'll call it the Knights of the Business Roundtable. He was having lunch with a lot of our friends, Mike Weinberg and Carson Hetty, John Cronmeyer, Matt Bear. A special shout out to all you guys. And what I really love about Paul is this book. I always say things happen and books happen at the right time. And Paul's book, Selling Through Tough Times, is just hits the mark in first only from the heart listeners who've really been lit following us. We've been going on a journey around how to overcome stress and burnout. And our conversation today is just going to hit the mark head on. Paul Riley, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Larry, Daryl, and it, it's a privilege to be here. Thanks, guys. Uh, we're so glad to have you here. But as we get started, you know the question, Paul, that every guest yep. on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. And that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? You know, selling from the heart, when I hear that term, it, it obviously means different things to different people, different sellers. Uh, for me, a couple things come to mind. Um, to me, it means being a person of value. And and that means, and the way I frame that for salespeople, it means you've got to focus more on on giving versus what you're receiving. It's, it's not about making a deal. Um, it's more about making a difference for the customer. Being a person of value means that you give more than you hope to receive. And in doing that, you're, you're going to be just fine. It's amazing how the focus of helping others, the focus of putting your customers first, their needs, what's important to them, you do those things right, you, the business is going to take care of itself. Um, so that that's what it means to me, being a person of value and also uh, selling with empathy. You know, one of, one of the greatest gifts we have in this world is our ability to view the world through the eyes of another person, to, to see as they see, to feel as they feel. And when we do that, it helps us understand how they define value at a much deeper level. And for salespeople out there right now, especially during these tough times, before we walk in, before we jump on that virtual call, we've got to imagine what it's like to be the person that we're talking to. What are the challenges they're facing? What, what are they struggling with as well? And by putting ourselves in their position, that's going to that's gonna help us become customer focused. And I don't see how you can you can do that. Be customer focused without empathy. Empathy is such a gift. Oh, it, it's you're so true. And as I was listening to what you're saying, especially around empathy, I go, I go back to we had Charles Green on our podcast several months ago, and he wrote one of the greatest books is Trust Based Selling. And we went on to talk about, you know, in this world that we just the, where the lack of trust with salespeople is at all time lows. If we flip this nurses lead year over year when it comes to one of the most trusted professions out there. And the reason being is the word that you just brought up, Paul, is they lead with empathy and they follow with heart. Mm -hmm. And isn't that interesting in, I'm saying this isn't rocket science, but yet it's so difficult that what would it be like if we led with empathy and heart, how would that change conversations and what would relationships look like? It's just so interesting. Thanks for bringing it up. You know, Larry, quickly, to, just to build on that, I don't know if I mentioned this before in previous conversations, <laughs> but um, my my wife gave me one of the greatest sales lessons that um, I've ever learned. And it, and it happened actually when I was in a terrible sales slump. I mean, I was in a sales slump that was so bad 
every time my phone would ring, all right, it, it wasn't a customer, by the way, it was <laughs> my sales manager. And, and after this went on for months and months, I thought next time he calls me, he's going to tell me to meet me at the office, <laughs> bring my laptop, my, you know, everything. Cause it was that bad. And my wife could tell I was stressed out. And she said to me, she goes, I know you're stressed out. You're trying hard to hit your number. You're trying to make sales. You're trying to do all these things. She's like, whenever I get stressed out at work, I just focus on helping the patient. And my wife's a labor and delivery nurse. So oh, there you point, go. You know, right on. <laughs> she's the one. It takes, and I tell people, if you want to be happy, marry a nurse, because they're the most caring and empathetic people. And my wife said, she's like, just focus on helping the patient. You know, and it was interesting because that brought a sense of clarity as to what I was supposed to do. Because, uh, you know, it, when customers get the sense that, that you're just trying to sell them on something, they pick up on that. They know. And they also know when you're desperate to, you know, when you reek of desperation, nobody wants to do business with that person anyway. Um, but yeah, I credit my wife for giving me some great advice. Just focus on helping the customer. I love it. And that's a great uh, opportunity to transition to this, this topic of today, which is selling in tough times. I mean, there's no secret right now. Yeah. These are tough times. It's been it's been a tough run the last couple of years. And, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, sales has always been tough, but these are especially tough times. Mm -hmm. um, where do we start with this? I, I think that what you just said yeah. about the nurse is like a mic drop moment, right? Mm -hmm. To just your wife and refocus on helping the client. I love this concept of selling in tough times, Paul. You know, it, um, it, it's obviously a timely message. And believe it or not, this this idea, this book was was being written before the pandemic took place. Um, and interestingly enough, the reason I, I put the book together is I thought, OK, we've been on a pretty good run for a while. I'm sure a recession is going to be coming. Something's going to be happening soon. And salespeople are going to need hope. They're going to need something to help provide some direction as they go through tough times. And one thing that... Uh, as you guys know, when you write a book, there's these ideas, there's things that just slap you in the face. You're like, wow, this is powerful. I need to get this in the book. Um, a few things come to mind. I, I think this this point is especially important for new salespeople and sales leaders as well. And that is to remember that tough times are relative. Tough times are relative to our own experiences, not the experiences of other people. And the reason I mention that is there are going to be sales leaders listening to this podcast that have been through tough times before. They've been through recessions. They've been through inflationary periods. They've been through political turmoil and everything else that's going on in this world, maybe except a pandemic. Right? But they've built a stronger foundation of resilience just based on their life experiences. If you've got a new salesperson who is in their mid-20s, just starting their professional career, they have yet to build the level of resilience as someone who's been through it before, who has been through tough times. Hmm. So we need to remember that because sometimes I, I think sales leaders expect too much in the way of resilience when they need to realize, OK, this group of salespeople, we've got a group of young professionals that are experiencing one of the one of the toughest moments in our modern history. And they have yet to build a foundation of resilience because they're mm. building it right now. We need to be aware of that. And if you're a salesperson going through tough times, you got to remember there there is no monopoly on tough times. Right. Everyone experiences them from varying degrees and it's useless. It is absolutely useless to compare our tough times to that of others, because I guarantee you somebody has it better than you. But there is always someone who has it worse. There are literally billions of people in this world 
who would give anything to have the problems that we're experiencing every day. All right. Wow. So we got to remember tough times are, are absolutely relative. So we got to remember that we, the only person we should compare ourselves to is who we were yesterday. That's the only comparison we should make and we can move forward from there. Wow. Oh, that's so, that's so good, Daryl. It's you, that, those are mirror moments, by the way. There uh, are. And yeah. Hey, by the way, I just got a remark here. You know, I think that perspective of not every, everyone's at a different, been through different life experiences and, mm-hmm. you know, you contrast that new sales rep with, um, you know, someone like Larry that, you know, at, right after World War II started <laughs> selling. Hey, I, least... <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, by the way, Daryl, I thought you and I made a New Year's resolution yeah. that you weren't going to pick on me like that. And you already busted Here it, it is, so February. I've broken my New Year's resolution. You went 30 days into this, so. But it was. I mean, it's going to be part of the greatest generation, Larry. But, yeah, Paul, I think that, uh, <laughs> hey, this is, this is true, though. This is a really important point to make is – it's what you said is, is everyone's at a different, different place on this and in different levels of experience. And this is all relative. Um, Mm -hmm. and that gives a lot of perspective. Yeah. And to build on that, um, you know, I, I dedicated the book to my dad and it's, uh, it's a dedication because he's, he's the mentally toughest person that, that I know. And to, to give you some backdrop here to, you know, when we talk about the relative nature of tough times, you know, as a, as a young kid and, and then getting into college and having to speak in front of a group of people, he, he was a professional speaker, by the way, and oh, an cool. author, sales trainer. And I, I remember having to give my first few big speeches in college and I was nervous and all that. And I remember asking my dad, I said, how do you manage that? You know, I mean, getting in front of groups of hundreds and thousands of people. And uh, my dad served in the Vietnam War. All right. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, you know, when you're staring down the barrel of a gun, not much rattles you. And I think about that because his, his foundation of resilience is so much stronger than, than many people. And it's because of his life experiences. So we, we do have to be aware of that, that, you know, tough times, they're painful, they're relative, but they also can be good because they help build that resilience as well. No, it's so good. And, and I know, throughout the last couple episodes at Selling from the Heart, we've been talking about stress and we've been talking about mm-hmm. burnout. A lot of these things happen when we're selling in tough times. And I, and I love, Paul, there's a section in your book that, that's just devoted to mental fortitude. Mm-hmm. And if you could just devote just a couple minutes for our listeners, both sales leaders and sales professionals, is coach us through how sales professionals and their leaders build mental fortitude selling through tough times. Yeah, absolutely. You know, building that that resilient foundation is critical. And in the book, we we talk through several ideas on how to do that because it's kind of an interesting concept, right? How do you build mental resilience? Well, tough times are opportune times to build resilience because you're going to have more opportunities to be resilient. Uh, so we think about it now is an opportunity for us to go out there and build that level of mental resilience. There's a, a few things I wanted to touch on. Um, one of which is gratitude. Uh, Larry, we, we've talked about this before. Remaining grateful is, is critical. There's so much research out there that shows you being grateful, having a journal, you know, just thinking about your, your blessings, things that um, are important to you, things that have, you're grateful for, that can help reduce stress. It reduces cortisol levels. It, it helps um, maintain happiness as well. So there's so many reasons 
we should have that gratitude journal. And what I would encourage salespeople to do is every single day, journal at least a half page of what you're grateful for, what you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Do it at the beginning of the day. And the reason you do it at the beginning, it, it really starts your day off on a, on a good note. You, you begin the day thinking about all the things that you're, that you're grateful for. You know, another thing um, is, is how we can mentally reframe the negative things that happen in our life. Throughout tough times, negative things happen. You lose a sale. Um, you, you know, your event may get canceled, right? There's things that happen during tough times. We have to learn to positively reframe it. And, and so when we do experience something negative, like a customer that says, well, we're going in a different direction, we got to look back on that and say, okay, obviously a negative event, but how can I reframe this in a positive way? How can I find that silver lining? And I remember doing this for uh, 30 straight days. And what I noticed is that towards the end of 30 days, I would naturally see the positive in any negative event. It was, it was a very powerful tool, um, but by far... My favorite piece, and I talked about um, this on Weinberg's podcast as well. We've got to monitor our first response to adversity. Mm, that, that's this, good. Oh, the, the, our first mm. response to adversity is is a, a gauge of how mentally tough we are. And and here's what happens. All right, there are people who experience adversity and they just push right through. It's like it doesn't even stop them. And and it may seem that they even gain more momentum Mm -hmm. as they experience that adversity. Then there's other people who experience adversity and they quickly give up. They just give up and quit. I doubt anyone listening to this podcast falls into that category. But I guarantee you that most of the people fall into this third category. All right. These are the people that experience adversity. They pause. They complain about it. They get the poor me mindset and they waste time. And then eventually they get over it. That's the group that we want to help. And how we help help is, is you, you have to monitor your first response to adversity. So when you experience an adverse moment, something as simple as your shoelaces break, all right, <laughs> you know, something <laughs> simple, something small, how do you respond? Your immediate response should be, okay, I need to push through. And as you monitor it, you'll find out that you begin this self-correction. So a prospect doesn't call you back. Okay, I'm going to push through it. Um, you lose a sale. I'm going to push through it. Um, I've got to do all this extra work on my CRM that I don't feel like doing. I'm just going to push through it. There's something I, I don't feel like doing today. I'm just going to do it and push through it. If you monitor it, there will be a self-correction that takes place. And as, and, and I'll give you an example of this. Again, I did this for 30 days as well, where I monitored my first reaction. Well, at about day 28, something terrible happened. All right. I was cutting my grass. I was trimming, you know, with the trimmer and the trimmer line broke. Have you ever guys, have you ever had to re-spool the trimmer line? Just, uh, you're speaking oh. a, hey paul you're speaking a different language but right. you're speaking right at daryl so that's yeah really larry lives in california they they get to water their lawn twice a year but yeah i <laughs> i feel that moment right you're like no yeah. <laughs> and you're like i was almost done i had to re-spool it and it kept yeah and one nothing will make you look more foolish than having to re-spool <laughs> your tremor line it, it's right. just awkward it's painful and it's hot and you it, want it's to be done yes right. yeah <laughs> And so when it broke, I just simply pushed through it, right? You know, <laughs> so that, the, the key is monitoring that 
you know, how we react to adverse moments mm. will give you a gauge and, and then you end up self-correcting based on how you respond. So the, those are three ideas just to help build that level of resilience. I like that a lot because I think, you know, as I'm listening to this, this, I, 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 I think along with a lot of salespeople and most people in sales are generally optimistic people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm a very optimistic person. However, however, that moment when something adverse happens, um, you know, the, in the lost sale or the lost appointment or the delay, or there's umpteen moments of, of availability for negative, negative things to happen in sales. Um, there is, there is that place in my heart that immediately, you know, it, I don't even think it's, it's not in your heart. It's like, you feel your stomach sink, right? You, mm -hmm. It's like palpable. It's real. And what are you going to do in that moment? And that is a huge point of decision uh, to whether to spiral down or climb up to the next level. I think that is a really, really excellent point. And, and I, I identify with that, whether it is the spool on the weed eater or uh, whether it's uh, whether it's just someone, you know, not returning a phone call or saying no, or I mean, all the different things that can happen. Um, and right now, I think the, um, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm curious what you guys think, but I mean, the reserves of um, like, like everybody, it, it seems like in our culture right now, not just in sales, but everyone's kind of running on fumes when it comes to any reserves. And I'm curious what you think, but it seems to me like these days um, in tough times when negative things happen, it's a really easy uh, to go to the spiral because there's just not a whole lot in the tank. What do y'all think? Yeah. I, you know, for, first thing that comes to mind is, um, you know, the other day, right? my uh, cable box, you know, the cable wasn't working properly. You know, you get on hold for three hours till you can get to the cable company. What's yeah. the first thing they tell you to do to try to fix the cable box? Reboot or unplug or do something like yeah. that. Unplug, right? Unplug, wait, wait a certain period of time and plug it back in and that'll reset the box. Uh, in, in selling through tough times, we call that a hard reset. Mm. You know, there's a reason companies give you personal days. They give you vacation time. We need to take those days and completely unplug. And for every sales leader listening to the call right now, every business owner, every salesperson, do not check your email on vacation. Give your phone to someone else. I remember when oh, I was dude. <laughs> Oh man, I'm telling you. Yeah. It, we just had this conversation it, less than an hour just, ago. Just had this conversation, yeah. Paul. Did Daryl set you up on this one by any No, chance? I hey, we're <laughs> on I know something. he set you up. We're on to something, guys. It, it's yeah. out there. Uh, okay, I need a couch, yeah. Paul. Continue. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. One of um when I was going on my honeymoon, all right, when I got married, which oh, about 15 years ago, I was selling tools and fasteners in the construction industry for uh, for a great company, Hilti. Uh, loved working for Hilti. And my sales manager, Kent, when I was getting ready to leave on vacation, he said, okay, give me your phone. My work oh, phone, nice. right? Nice. And, and I'm like, oh man, I go, this, uh, customers are calling this and he goes, enjoy your honeymoon. He's like, give me your phone. We'll take care of your customers. It's like, they like you, but you know, they don't like you that much. They just want to make sure something gets done. <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of you. He, he didn't really say that. 
But he he did say, yeah. hey, we'll take care of it. And I applaud. He's one of the greatest sales leaders I ever worked for. And uh, it, and speaking of selling from the heart, it it's a lot of because him looking out for his people, putting himself yeah. in their position. And we we need to unplug. And once we unplug, we come back with a fresh perspective. We got to give ourselves time off to be able to to be able to reset. And so that that's one way. And, and it doesn't mean you need to go on a vacation. Right? It doesn't mean you need to go to Hawaii, although that would be nice or, or wherever. But we just need time to unplug and escape, escape from from the reality that we're currently in. Give ourselves that chance. Yeah. Okay. Easier said than done, but I, I like where you're going yeah. with that, Paul. But I, I want to go back to. Um, Wait, I don't want to. I don't want to leave no, this, Larry. You're not getting off that. No, I, dude, I, I wanted is, to exit stage right I know, on this Larry's one. Like, but, oh, yeah. point. <laughs> Look, I think this is so critical. Like we talk about, you're yeah. running on empty. You know, what are you doing to refill yourself? And you know, I know there's people that have great exercise habits and different things like that. Um, good, good eating. All of that's important and critical. But when it comes to your heart in your mind and um, your emotions, all of that soul level stuff. Um, you've, you've got to replenish that. If you're going to be able to um, endure my word of the year, endure the, um, the, the rigors of selling in tough times, if you don't fill your tank up, you're going to really be in trouble and that you're absolutely right. It's unplugging. Uh, you know, there's gotta be some moments when you turn off the phone, turn off email mm-hmm. for a, a, a period of time, a day, maybe two, you know, like get away in the, in the world. Um, we do a lot of work in the traction EOS world and they talk about clarity breaks. And to me that, you know, that's just been, been helpful to take some time off the grid, uh, bring a journal, go for a hike, do whatever, you know, makes you happy and at peace and figure some of this stuff out because you got to show up with some reserve or you're going to run out of gas on the freeway and it's not going to be a pretty sight. Yeah. could use another weed eater analogy here, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> and, and nothing worse like running out of gas in the fast lane in LA, but nevertheless, no, but <laughs> Speak I, from I, experience. I, exactly. But I do like where you're going with this and I wanted to, and this is where I was going and, and you, you already used some of my words, Daryl, but it goes back to resiliency and all that. And, and the mm-hmm. time that we have remaining is, Coach us through just a couple tips on how you can refill that tank to help yeah. build that resiliency. A, I asked it because I'm going to look at you when you're speaking. So anyway, nevertheless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, filling that tank back up is is critical. And to get started, um, you know, there's, there's several things that come to mind. But one of the most important things we can do to keep our tank filled or to keep bringing in new fuel, so to speak, right? We already mentioned the gratitude element. That's a huge part of it. But it also includes who we're choosing to surround ourselves with and what Mm -hmm. we're choosing to surround ourselves with. This is an area where if you're looking to fill up your tank, look for those people that can help you fill that tank. Surround yourself with positive people. There's a um, a quick story if if I can share it with you. There, have you ever met someone so positive it makes you sick to your stomach? Have you ever met anyone like that? I, I, I met this. I'm, sta- I'm staring at one, <laughs> but saying, I love Stop them. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, 
I told you, I told you, Paul, before, before <laughs> yeah. we started recording, you're in for it. Absolutely. No, <laughs> you guys, I'll tell you, it's like, I feel like this is how me and my brother interact with one another. You, you <laughs> it's great. I love it. I love it. Um, but this, this way, being a merchant of hope. And that's, that's what, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm, I'm circling around is if you want to fill up your own tank, you, you can also help fill up other people's tanks. And that, tends mm. to be one thing that can help. And and I'm speaking about this one guy I used to sell with. His name's Rick. He was one of the most positive guys I, I've ever met in my life. He sold tools during the Great Recession to the auto manufacturers. Could you, could you think of a more depressing <laughs> place to have to try to sell? And he would repeatedly get calls from customers to come by and visit. And he would get there and the customers wouldn't buy anything. They didn't need uh, repairs. It, it was like they just asked him to stop by to stop by. And, and he finally asked him, he said, Hey, I'm, I'm happy to keep coming by uh, to this one, one customer. Um, but he asked me, he said, you don't really need anything. You don't need my support. You don't need tools. You don't need this or that. <laughs> and they said, yeah, you know, it's true. We can't really buy anything right now, but we just like having you come by because the office seems a little bit brighter after you leave. Mm-hmm. That is a hope merchant. And if we're trying to fill our own tank up, Let's help others fill their tank. That's one of the things that that can carry us on through tough times is realizing that as we go through these tough times, when we feel depleted, when we feel empty, if we can help lift other people up, they tend to lift us up with them. So focusing on that, that that's one way that we can continue to fill that tank. I love that. Uh, that's such a great, uh, great way to wrap this up. And I, I think of the quote from Napoleon who said, leaders are dealers in hope. And I think, you know, good leaders, good sales leaders and sales professionals are all leaders. We're dealers in hope. And right now, if there's one thing that everybody needs, it's hope. And uh, so to give that out, the act of giving is, you know, is is how you refill and you receive. I think that is that is spot on. And that is uh, so awesome, Paul. You are, uh, I love, I love this book. Everybody out there, you need to get a copy right now. Go get it, Selling Through Tough Times. And when you get it, read it, but don't just read it. Leave a review for Paul, because I think this is a timely message. And Paul, I'm so grateful that you shared, uh, shared some of yourself with us today. This is just incredible. Absolutely. No, thanks for having me on, on the show. I, I appreciate it. Awesome. And, 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 and thanks for going into cahoots with Daryl on this one before you guys decided to <laughs> hop on and do this. So, all right. Well, you're a true selling from the heart champion, Paul. We appreciate you. Yeah, man. we appreciate you. We'll see you guys. All right. <laughs> wow. That was a Darryl. great setup for Larry Levine right there. Oh, I, I'm, I tell you this, everyone I'm standing up. I am now saying I'm going to work on filling my Unplugged. tank. I got to learn. Daryl, you know, and my wife knows I got to unplug. It's a really good message, though. And so many things that Paul said today were were practical moments. And I think all of us need to sit down at the beginning. You know, we're here in the first quarter of this year. It's it's tough times. I don't know what the year is going to look like, but the reality is um, anyone in sales is going to experience some no's. We're going to experience disappointments. And just given the environment that we're in right now in our culture and our economy just says to me, hey, this is an episode you need to like put a highlighter on, go back at the book, selling through tough times. 
and really uh, work on a plan. And I think this is a type of stuff that, you know, when you look at, at having one of the things Paul said was you need to be surrounded by good people who can encourage you yeah. in all of this. And that's exactly what's happening in the Selling from the Heart Insiders group. We talk about it almost every week. Uh, the main reason we do is we realize how important community is right now. And Larry, I think to me, one of the things that has sustained me through the last couple of years more than anything is this highly positive, encouraging, authentic. No one's faking it. I mean, it's it, but these are people that are saying, let's figure this out together um, and let's encourage each other. Yeah, it's just uh it's just been such a blessing. And, and the first thing that comes to mind is lean in. In this community, everybody leans into each other mm -hmm. and they're there to support, encourage, and lead with positivity. This is what's needed in the sales world today. A hundred percent. Well, thank you to Paul. Thank you to everyone listening in. Thank you to everybody who's sharing the podcast. Um, share it. This is another great way to encourage, is in, invite more people into the authentic selling lifestyle and share this. Thank you for your reviews. It's great to interact with everybody. I'm so excited about all the things we have ahead in this spring and that you're going to really be excited. If this is your first time, we're glad you're here. Bookmark the podcast, subscribe, um, and we'll see you back here next week. Until then, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, build your plan for resilience, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.